superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No panic, relax. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You can only choose one team that makes the NBA Finals. Who would you choose, Kendrick Perkins? I'm going with the best duo in the NBA, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, San Francisco 49ers tight end George Kittle. IndyCar series driver Graham Rahal. Coming up, NFL Films senior producer Greg Cosell. Legendary actor Michael Douglas. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We have got a great hour coming up. Michael Douglas, the Academy Award winner in The Kaminsky Method, a fantastic show on Netflix that's returning for season three. It earned him a Golden Globe Award a couple of years ago. He is about to join us on this program to talk about that, go down a little bit of memory lane with some of our favorite movies and moments with Michael Douglas. We already had George Kittle and Graham Rahal on this program. Uh, in hours one and two. If you missed any of that, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson are going to play in the latest match play uh, challenge that uh, started with Phil and Tiger pairing up with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And then we know Steph Curry got involved in this um, along with uh, now Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady teaming up against Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. That was announced for July 6th today. And Brady, in case you're wondering if there's going to be any smack talk coming from Brady, similar to the one that we saw picked up on microphones during the match play with him and Peyton Manning and Tiger and Phil, the answer is most decidedly yes. He has been all over Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau on Twitter all morning long telling DeShambo on retweeting the graphic promoting this event and the announcement of it that DeShambo better get used to laying up because we know Aaron Rodgers isn't going for it. Wow. Wow. And then using Brooke Kepka rolling his eyes at DeShambo, using the, the screen grab of that meme to just go even further at DeShambo and Aaron Rodgers. Oh my gosh! And the, <laughs> and there's a new one. Uh, this was just posted on on Brady's Instagram feed. <laughs> this one, man. Uh, he posted the the graphic of of the announcement as well. Brady's copy to announce the 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 event: two champions versus a scientist and a Jeopardy host. <laughs> wow! Because again, you know, this can be July sixth. Who knows what Rogers is going to be at that time? I believe he'll still be a Green Bay Packer turning the heat up on Brian Gutekunst. 
<laughs> what is wrong with Tom? Tom is just all in. He's feeling it. He's got seven trophies in the case, and he's all in. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, as we know, appeared on SportsCenter on Monday night with Kenny Mayne. Tuesday, his head coach is like, we still want him, but he's going to stop talking about him. And now thing errors turn to Jordan Love, who's not speaking this week. Matt LaFleur said the ball is jumping out of Jordan Love's hands. And with the attention now turning to Jordan Love, certainly if we're going to start seeing him on all the OTAs, and certainly if we're going to see him take all the first-team reps in training camp, and who knows what with preseason and beyond, I figured let's get uh, one of our favorites back here on the Rich Eisen Show, certainly in terms of analyzing film and uh, talking about prospects and their chances of becoming greats in the NFL. NFL film senior producer Greg Cosell back here on the program. How are you, Greg? Rich, I'd rather talk about the streets of San Francisco. You remember that show? <laughs> Michael Douglas and Carl Malden. And Carl Malden, one of the all-time greats. Oh, yes. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin in that for 16 minutes from now. Uh, one of my favorite shows growing up. Well, you know what? Um, Michael Douglas has been at it for a while. I Zoomed with him uh, yesterday, and we're going to play that um, uh, with him. We're going to play that conversation with him shortly. I did ask him what his, his oldest residual check is, um, and actually it predates Streets of San Francisco. So that's how wow. far it goes back. Yes, that's an answer that's coming on the show. Well, all right. Well, speaking of dusting off tape, let's talk about Jordan Love's tape. Um, and uh, because I think this is where this is headed, at least for Green Bay as they're playing out their yeah. end of this gambit right now. It's like, okay, you know, we drafted him. He might not be ready, but we're going to go for it. Uh, what was your evaluation of Jordan Love going into the 2020 draft? Because we didn't see him suit up at all last year, correct? Well, you know, I watched Jordan Love's 2018 tape and his 2019 tape. And I remember in the summer when I watched his 2018 tape, I really thought that he was a high-level prospect. I thought he had arm strength. I thought he had pace and touch. I thought he threw the ball with good accuracy. I thought he was athletic. He could move. I thought he was an easy, natural thrower. So coming off the 2018 tape before his 2019 season, I said to myself, if this guy has a really good 2019 season, this guy could be a top-five pick. And then we got to 2019. And 2019 was not as good. The traits are still there because traits tend to be traits, Rich. You know, it's not as if all of a sudden he had a bad arm. Um, But there were a number of issues that prevented him from being as consistent as he was in 2018. Um, And I thought that he had mechanical issues with his footwork. Um, I thought that he did not throw consistently with a firm base, and he was not on balance. And when you don't throw with a firm base and you're not on balance, your accuracy really gets impacted in a negative way. I thought he had a tendency to drift to his left when he threw the ball, so he would kind of lean to his left rather than standing straight up and delivering. Uh, I thought he dropped his arm angle when he didn't need to. So all of a sudden, he developed these mechanical issues that really impacted uh, his consistency, his ability to, to, to play to his what are essentially scheme-transcendent traits. So obviously, I'm not there in Green Bay. I don't know what happened last year when he was a rookie. I don't know what they're working on with him. Um, but he has strong quarterback traits. The question is, can they come out? So uh, when he was coming out in 2020, where did you place him amongst the 2020 draftees that eventually went, we all know, Burrow and 
Tua right. and Herbert at the top. Where did you where did you put? Yeah, Tua I didn't. I didn't put him at that level, even though his traits would have suggested that he could be at that level. Um, you know, I don't remember specifically how I I had had them mapped out. Right. Um, but he was not. He was not that guy. Um, but you know, he's one of those guys to me. That's that's difficult, and and this is where it gets hard yeah. when you're in the evaluation of quarterbacks because you can look at at love and you say, wow, this guy's got a lot to work with, um, and this is where you have to know the player, talk to the player, see him throw live. Uh, go through the entire process, which I don't do. Obviously, I don't work for a team, right? Um, and that helps you. So I don't know. You know, what the result of that was for teams, obviously the Packers saw something because they traded up to get him in the first round when they had Aaron Rodgers in his prime yes. on their roster. Yes. Um, but I think we know how Matt LaFleur really would like to play because they drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round. And they have A.J. Dillon, they have Aaron Jones. So I think he wants to start his offense with the run game and have the quarterback work off that. And there's many, many ways to do that effectively and still have your quarterback be a big factor. But, you know, I think they're telling you that Matt LaFleur is kind of telling you how he envisions his offense. So, Greg Cosell here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Where would you have placed Jordan Love in the 2021 draft class that we're all more freshly familiar with you, us, the listeners, right. viewers of this program, where where would you have placed Jordan Love amongst the t- five that went in the first round and the top half of the first round this well, year, Greg? You know, I think you'd still have to put Trevor Lawrence at the top. Um, you know, I think Wilson probably would, would go before Love. Um, but I think in some ways you could say that from a skill set perspective, skill set now, yes, again, of course. that you could say that, that Love and Justin Fields probably have some similarities. Um, now, I think the way, you know, don't forget, Fields had some very inconsistent moments as well in, in the 2020 season. He also had some special moments, which Love did not have those special moments in his 2019 tape, whereas Fields had some special moments in 2020. What about, about Lance? back from the injury, you know, and really showing something, that toughness, mental right. and physical toughness, I think that raised his profile uh, in the minds of a lot of people. What about Lance? What about Trey Lance, Greg? Where do you place Jordan Love? Yeah, with Trey I like Lance? Trey Lance's traits a lot, and he's certainly. Um, I would say that Love is is a better thrower than Lance when they, in terms of when they came out. That's what I'm talking no, about. No, and that's um, and I understand that that's the conundrum of this conversation, Greg. Is right. that? But but again, Love is technically coming out. You know what I mean? Like there was no tape right. on him last year. He did not play. Right. He didn't dress. I mean, he was number three all year long. I mean, he's gotten reps uh, on scout team. Aaron Jones was on the show a couple weeks ago when I was kicking the tires on 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 any possibility of, of re- revealing the relationship in Green Bay. And he said that Rodgers was terrific with love and mentoring him and answering questions and pointing things out to him right. when they were on a practice field. But other than that, I mean, we are really in the in the first blush evaluation with him in the, in the same way that, you know, we haven't seen Lance play a snap since obviously uh, w- week one of the then COVID canceled season. We haven't seen Love to play a snap since 2019. And you no, know, you're right. So, and, and I think that Love is an, 
is an easy thrower, a natural thrower, more so than Lance. Lance gives you much more in the quarterback run game. Lance has more second reaction movement improvisational ability. Um, so, uh, you know, I, like I said, I thought Love was a really intriguing prospect. There's no question that there were meaningful inconsistencies in his game, but you know, I've talked to a lot of coaches over the years, as you well know, Rich, yes. and very few guys come out where you feel like this guy's really ready to play. So then it comes to how is he coached? Uh, what system is he in? How can you help him by defining things for him clearly as he's learning the position at the NFL level? So there's so many factors that go into play. And I can guarantee that Green Bay, that coaching staff, that entire staff and organization, they have a sense of Jordan Love. Because because they're with him every day. We're not. Um, you know, all I have is the last time I saw him play, which was 2019 in college. Greg Cosell here on the Rich Eisen Show. And again, I know you don't work for a team, as you pointed out. You work for NFL Films. But you, you've, you've been around uh, the block, to say the least. Uh, if a team was interested in acquiring Jordan Love, wh- what type of prospect would you say? He'd be ready to play in a year? He's ready to play maybe now? I mean... Again, I know you don't know what's going on behind the right. scenes, but like if there well, is somebody that, that has a year or two to play with, potentially one year to play with, with their veteran quarterback, say Pittsburgh, Washington, another team that gets mentioned a lot these days because you know we're twiddling our thumbs waiting to get some sort of resolution on all this in the media is Atlanta. Um, you know, Certainly right. with Julio Jones needing to maybe move elsewhere based on his desires as well as the cap space and problem that Atlanta has what would you say to a team that might be just let's take a flyer on calling Gutekunst for this guy in case he wants to get out from his Rogers problem well assuming normal development with Jordan Love I would think that he'd be ready to play and when I say ready to play I don't mean he'll be he'll be a top 10 quarterback Rich I mean but he's he's been in the league for a year he's he's seen one of the best ever perform both in practice and in games mm-hmm. and I'm told by someone who was on the coaching staff there in Green Bay for years that Rodgers is the smartest quarterback he, that he's ever seen just in his ability to see things at the speed with which you need to see things um, you know Love was a basically a three-year starter in college, at least two and a half years. So it's not as if you're dealing with a kid that did not have meaningful college experience. So many of these kids now are coming out with 15 starts, 16 starts, 17 starts. Love had, you know, 30-plus starts, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he has meaningful college experience. He's been a, a, in the league for a year. You would have to assume, and, and teams would know this because everybody knows what's going on with every other team, but you'd have to assume that this kid is ready to line up and take a snap in, a, in, a, in meaningful games. Now, then you'd have to decide what you want your offense to look like if he's your quarterback and how you need to help him work through the process, but you'd have to believe he's ready to play. So are the Packers constituted to support him should he have to go in 2021? Well, what do you think? I would think 
that the answer to that, in a very general sense, would be yes, because, as I said, they drafted A.J. Dillon in the second round for a reason. They re-signed Aaron Jones. You could almost look at their backfield in some ways like the Saints, where A.J. Dillon is kind of the Latavius Murray, and then Jones is kind of the Camara. Because last year, Jones kind of morphed and evolved into a guy that they were not going to feature as a foundation back with 250, 280 carries. He was going to be more of a 170 to 200 carry guy, and they were going to have a second back. And now you have A.J. Dillon. Um, the key for that kind of thing is, is also your defense because the last thing you want with love is to be in situations where you feel as mm-hmm. if you have to drop him back by choice 35, 40 times a game. Yeah. I'd rather have Rodgers if that's the case, huh? Well, no question. And I thought Rodgers, quite honestly, <laughs> I thought he was phenomenal last year. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I thought he, he was so, so good playing within the structure of that offense. He just, to me, you know, we, you kind of lose sight of how really good he was. <laughs> I know. Even with the MVP, I agree with you. So before I let you go, Greg, um, now that we're through the draft, which prospect do you think is in the position, scheme-wise, to be uh, highly successful, Herbert-like? Week, uh, Are you talking about the quarterback, Yes, right? sir. Which quarterback wound up in the spot where you're like, Ooh. okay, I think, uh, I think we've got a possibility to get um, a highly successful surprise well, season out of this person, even if it doesn't amount to, to wins – but just, well, I'll tell you the guy, and, and I'm, you know, it's it's the end of May, Rich, so we don't know the answer to any of this. Correct. We just started, you know, with OTAs and uh, and all that stuff now, so we have no idea. You know, teams say a lot of things now just because they have to. They have to. Yes. I, I really think Trey Lance is in a really good position, and I don't know if he'll be the starter. We really don't know. Obviously, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo, and the assumption is that Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter, but I I think if Trey Lance has a really, really good offseason in training camp, it would not surprise me to see Trey Lance end up being the starter sooner than later. And I think he's in a really good position with that team. They've got a plethora of running backs, really good backs. They've got an improved offensive line. They've got weapons on the outside. They've got Kittle. I mean, I think this team offensively is a fascinating team. And they've got Kyle Shanahan, who is such a good designer of offense with a great understanding of how to deploy his personnel. I actually think Trey Lance is in a really fascinating situation. You imagine they get Julio Jones too, Greg? You imagine if that happens? Yeah, and of course, Julio, I guess, played for Kyle for a year, maybe two, but I know it was for at least a year, obviously. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that... Who knows how that's going to play out? The Falcons are in, in salary cap hell. Yes, they are, and there's there's one way out of it, and the one certainly that involves a player who uh, potentially unwittingly it seems saying well, I'm out of there does not want to be there from what we've heard. Well, I guess what we is what we did. Here. <laughs> Greg, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. We'll we'll check back in during the summer again. Thanks again. Thanks, Rich. Really appreciate it. You bet. I follow Greg Cosell on Twitter at Greg Cosell. You should too. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Now, I mean, many of you might be hearing this, watching this, saying this is premature. I don't know. I don't know. This is something, this is part of the evaluation in this game of chicken where somebody's goose is getting cooked. This is, this is the phrase of my, my this is the, the, the hand movement that I keep making. I started yesterday. I'll keep doing this. This is what Aaron Rodgers' plan is right here. Turn that heat up on the old... Gas stove. Here we go. It's on simmer. Now I'm going to move it up to a higher heat. Let's turn that one up. 
See how Jordan looks in those OTAs. They'll be able to sit. The ball's jumping, but does he process? Does he get this? Does he get that? How's the rest of the team doing? What's the rest of the team thinking as they see uh, Aaron in Hawaii? (laughs) Uh, I'm serious, you know. Like, let's get uh, 12 out here. But he's living his best life in the meantime. Man buns. (laughs) You and New England are going to love pointing that one out. Well, it's not a good look. Uh, that's your that's that's what you're saying. You're you're part of the ball brotherhood. I am. If you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably you know? do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. Michael Douglas, the Academy Award winning yeah. actor, the star of the Kaminsky method, a brilliant, hilarious show on Netflix. Season three of that's coming up, and so is my chat with him. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. I've got my uh, residuals, and if you don't mind, I'd like to crow about my career Please. through my residual checks that you're sitting right here. I've got four envelopes. Which uh, one through four you choose? Which one do you think? Well, let's, let's pick number two first. Number two first. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. What's the oldest residual checks that you have? Probably from like Knott's Landing and, and Matlock, stuff like Come that. On. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I get them for like 13 cents all the time. Yeah, from Matlock. From Matlock and oh, yeah. Knott's Landing. It's like Landing. one scene or something okay. in the early 80s. Okay. You know? Well, this one is from, let's see, right here. This one is from CSI Miami Caged. Nice. I can't believe this is insane, Billy. This is nuts. Is Chris. this a real one? This is a real one from Syndication. 
Billy Bob Thornton, you're my good luck this charm, man. I got a bad feeling about this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is for CSI Miami Deep Freeze. Oh, Deep Freeze. Okay, the other episode, Caged, was for 153 bucks. Deep Freeze, appropriately named, $3.09, everybody. And how yeah. ironic that your name is Rich. Yes. Knott's <laughs> 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 Landing, huh? That's well, the yeah, oldest one you got? Uh, yeah, I was like a friendly rancher or something on there. <laughs> I, you know, I had my scene with uh, with Ted Shackelford. Uh, you, you, yes, that's right. You were officially called a Timberman. The Timberman? Yeah, you were a Timberman. Oh, yeah. Wow. On Matlock, you were a pawn shop clerk. Yeah, pawn shop clerk. I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that guy. He's one of our favorite guests, too, Billy Bob Thornton, right? Yeah. And we've had him Multiple since the times. old show, too. Which old show? The Shower Curtain Show. Yeah. Oh, Curtain. that's right. The old, our old show. Our old yeah. show. He came into the audio, the VO booth. He did. Back in the day. He did. Good man. Good man. I know that. Great guy. How much uh, time till we're back on our radio audience? Okay, 30, about, about 30, 30 seconds. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate it. I mean, I'm, 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 <laughs> no, it's you know. okay. You're on it. I don't have a clock going. Like, there's a clock right in front of us. There's a clock I right But I don't know when we go to buy. It's like, I'm not. I mean... Said my paying attention. What does he do during the break? Is he on Doug the Pug watch? Is that what he is? He knows no, how much no, time. No, no, no. Are you back on yeah, Doug the Pug? I don't know. Got about 15. Oh, you're covering for him over there. I no, he's not. It's all good. Okay. Rock, was, yeah, all right. So, at any rate, almost back here on our radio show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Fun times with Kittle, Ray Hall, and Cosell, our first guest that doesn't start with a G. But he's an OG uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show. We've had him on in person. Now, uh, was pleased to Zoom with him early in the morning. I was first up. You don't want to be on the back end of a uh, of a uh, of a satellite tour. With oh, you, you were number one. Number one, first up. Wow. Right. I got up horse, early Rich. for this one. On the rail. I got up early for this one. Awesome. Uh, I even put on pants for it. Whoa! I mean, that's how much I respect them, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, the great Michael Douglas hit it. Throw to have back here on the Rich Eisen show is uh, the star. Uh, of the Kaminsky Method, which can be seen for streaming in its third season on Netflix coming up this very Friday. He is Michael Douglas on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Michael? Good, Rich. Very well, very well. Traveling so, a little more, a little flexibility. You know, I think everybody's just happy to spread their wings a little bit. Spread their wings a little bit. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. But hey, there's still enough time to sit inside and watch the Kaminsky Method. So we got <laughs> Yeah, you, you can do, do it by yourself. You don't, you know, you don't have to have empty bleachers. That's true. You can just do it all by yourself. Exactly right. Uh, I don't know if you caught anything as you were uh, going on uh, about your business coming uh, up for this big uh, uh, release week of of the show, but uh, Madison Square Garden was hopping for for the Knicks this past week. Um, do you have any good memories of going to Madison Square Garden, seeing any games? Uh, from- I, I I I sure do. I mean, the Knicks Knicks were my team. Um, years, years ago, uh, and between, you know, Bill Bradley, Dave, the Busher, Earl, the Pearl, I mean, I, it was, was just, it was just spectacular. So it makes me really happy to see this pleasant, uh, turnaround on this season. I think it was unexpected things for hoping, but maybe they got the right coach. 
and everything seems to be moving well. So it's it's exciting. I'm a Heat fan, and uh, you know um, Pat Riley and I've been old buddies for 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 years and years and have followed him, and uh, I'm sure they're getting warmed up for when Milwaukee comes to Miami to figure out what the hell to do. Yeah, that's an interesting, um, you know, so the relationship with you and Pat Riley, um, does does that stem from Wall Street? Because a lot of people <laughs> thought that you looked like Pat Riley and Gordon Gecko had the Riles lid and everything I, else uh, about him. I, I actually, it, it did. Uh, because one of the last character decisions that I made about Gordon Gecko was when I was down visiting Pat in Miami in one night and Pat loves cars, loves hot rods. Like I love hot rods. Mm -hmm. And he has a couple of beautiful old 47 Mercs, beautiful convertible 47 Mercs. And I was uh, one night we were in Miami and I was sitting in the back seat and Pat was in the front seat with his wife, Chris. And, and uh, the top was down. I was watching Pat. I said, damn, his hair isn't even moving. His hair is like the top is down and everything else. And I said, this is a really, I said, for Gecko, Gordon Gecko. So I did. I stole my hairdo from Pat. No kidding. Does he, is he aware of that? Oh, yes, he is. He, he's happy to tell you right after he introduced himself, Pat Riley, Miami, he, the ring, he goes, yeah, he recognized Gordon Gecko. Yes, I love that. Wow, that is phenomenal. So, um, so you go back with Pat Riley, and thus a Miami Heat fan right now. Uh, is it true your 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 football team is the Jets, though, Michael? Are yes, you a- it is. Okay. Yes, it is. I, I I don't have a paper bag over my head. But you know, I just why the why the Jets? Where did where did that come from? Where where's that? Uh- Joe Namath, man. Joe Namath. I was a I was a Giants fan. I was a, a Giants fan, and then was it was it uh, Super Bowl three when he made the big prediction and they won, and I said, ah, between this guy and he wasn't afraid to wear the fur coats and the white shoes, and he had the girls, and you never, you know, you didn't hear about training, and he just seemed to be enjoying himself so much. So uh, uh, I I became that's a long time to be hoping for something else to happen. <laughs> Super Bowl three. <laughs> It's been a long time for the uh, for the football gods have just been kicking Jets fans and in, uh, in in the nether regions for for half a century. But Namath is one of my favorite people I've ever met on the planet. He's another now uh, South Florida guy. Have you ever crossed paths with Joe Namath in your days, Michael Douglas? I have. I mean, I have it. You know, at, at, uh, at Jets games and stuff over over the seasons, always handles himself uh, very well. Charming guy, and uh, it looks good. He's got to be what. 84, 85. He's, maybe? he's, he's just, um, he's, I think he's ageless. I don't know what yeah. age he is. I think he's, he's one of those guys that just never ages. God bless him. That's sort of what we feel like about on the Kaminsky method. Rick. So it's, it, <laughs> it's totally, I know. Um, and I would love to, I'd love to get to that in, in, in here on the Rich Eisen show. I've got Michael Douglas. Um, what have you learned about, I guess, life or yourself or anything, um, of that, I guess, nature through your work on the show and what, uh, and what your character's gone through, through the first two seasons. And now this third one, Michael. Well, uh, I like my job. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy after 50 years uh, in the biz to say how much I still really enjoy acting. 
And for me, the Kaminsky method was, uh, amongst other things, was an opportunity and a chance to try out my, my comedic chops, which is something I'm not necessarily known for, known as something that I've done very often. But, you know, under this great writing of Chuck Lorre and, and the wonderful cast he put together, it was a chance I've tried to understand about comedy, about comic timing, comic delivery. Comedy is, is, is much more difficult to do than drama. I think that's why we, we all tend to cherish our friends that are funny, because uh, we don't have as many funny friends as we've got serious friends. So it's a, it's a great ability. And so these, these, this third season now um, really was originally a two-season commitment with Alan Arkin. And then I was having such a good time in this sort of ensemble format, working with this wonderful cast and these great scripts. I really wanted to do another season. Uh, Alan, I think, had had it. You know, he, he's 10 years older than I am, and so it's hard work. But Chuck and then we all decided to put on another season together. I'm really happy about it. It's coming out on Friday, uh, May 28th. And um, I guess what the reminder for me is I really haven't done a, this is a streaming show, but it's just close to like a television series. Except It's a half hour show now. There's no commercials. So you can be, half hour show can be 25 minutes long. It can be 40 minutes long. It really doesn't matter. And it's fabulous in the sense that we also, in the Kaminsky method, we go directly in real time from one episode to the next. So yeah, when you do only six or eight episodes, streaming becomes a really big part of this. And people seem to inhale uh, the series in, 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 in one, one swoop. It's a good way to put it. It's a good way to put it just to inhale and take it all in. And obviously that's the benefit of being on a streamer like Netflix. So, um, and, and for fans, you know, who might hear that, well, you, you know, you don't do comedy that often. It's pretty cool to see you with Kathleen Turner back on the screen as well from the romancing the stone days. And, uh, what, what, how, how did that come about? Was that part of the reason of casting her in the role? I, uh, I, I, I think so. When, when, uh, Chuck Laurie, our, our, our producer and also wonderful writer, uh, first was talking about this character he was going to bring in, which was an ex-wife, um, two people who hated each other. And all I could think about was the War of the Roses and, and Kathleen. And I said, well, this is just, this is great. This is like a continuation exactly in time, 30 years later or something from uh, that marriage with, uh, with Kathleen. So, and, and it's just a joy. One of, one of the benefits, Richard, when you've worked with somebody before, is right. you know each other's rhythms, you know? And so we, we've seen each other over the, over the years a bit, check in and all of that, but haven't had a chance to work together. And you just pick up like that. You just, it's that comfort factor of knowing each other. You can step on each other's lines. You don't have to go through that formal uh, intro- introductory period of meeting each other and, and uh, you're, just, you're just comfortable. So it was a great, great plus and she, she nails it. She just kills it, Kathleen. does a great job. So what, what, um, what film did you see or TV show during the pandemic that you're flipping around and then you saw yourself on the screen and it's something maybe you hadn't seen in a while and you're like, wow, that's right, I did that. Uh, or you just... You, or, there's a- there's a few of those, man. Let me tell you, I'm just so happy I could actually see it and help <sighs> you remember where we are. I guess The Ghost in the Darkness, which, which is a picture I haven't seen in a while, which is a film we shot down in South Africa, huh. where I played a great white hunter. 
um, which was and was a difficult shoot, but but a very pleasant being in the, in South Africa. I enjoyed that a lot. Okay, so that's it's up on you now. You know, yeah. you got, I got fifty years in there, and so probably about 60, 60 plus films and then a couple of the series. So they, you know, they creep up on you. Okay. And then what's the one that you get a residuals check from every now and then you're like, what, oh, what's the first one? What's the, what's your first, resi- your, the first residual check. My first got? residual check was probably my first two or three movies. I didn't get any residuals, you know, That's right. okay. it wasn't because it wasn't a contract. It was just that there were such turkeys that uh, we we didn't go, but I'd say romancing was uh, romancing the stone was probably a first big wow. Okay. Look at this show business, I love right. it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I have my residual check from my CSI Miami appearance right here. It's four dollars and ninety four cents. Um, <laughs> um, I I cash this baby. There's no question about that. Sure, but but the frames that it cost three times that. That's right. Yeah, I've got it. It's definitely. There's no doubt. It definitely a framer. Um, what's your favorite sports movie, Michael? You got one of them? Like where you? Uh, well, let's let, let me think for a second. I, I, yeah, I got it. I mean, I like but well, you call it. I love Chariots of Fire, uh, a- which which was uh, was certainly good. Who's Ears uh, was a lot of fun too. I must yeah. say, I love that. And then, uh, which f- film of yours would you love to revisit and do your character again, or know where they are right now? Where? Wh- which one would you be curious to revisit? And know which Michael Douglas character is characters what what they're uh, they're doing again. I got a couple. It was uh, one picture called Black Rain, where I played a, a New York cop in Japan, yeah. which would love to know what the hell happened to him. Um, I also there's a picture I did called the called uh, called Wonder Boys, where I played a, a literary professor down at uh, Carnegie Mellon, and uh, hopefully he's still alive too. Those are two that come to mind. Well, my, well, I'm not a big. I, I love the process, Rich, of making movies. You know, yes. um, I don't see them. I mean, I, I'll see it one time either at the pre, at the premiere or preview, and then as you say, maybe catch it on on television once in a while. But I'm not a big uh, film buff. I mean, I, I I love movies. I always check out the about award season, but unfortunately, I'm a sports and news junkie. Okay, I waste an infinite number of hours watching pretty much any sport and most news. Okay. Well, then that's great. Um, so do you have a prediction for the Jets in 2021, Michael Douglas? What do you uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna win more games than they did last season. There we go. That's You're really going out on a very, very thick limb. Right <laughs> but you know what? That's a, you know, you could do this for a living, Michael. With that sort, of, with that sort of prediction. Like that, right? You could go yeah. wrong. Yeah, we could swap roles, you know. I could do that, no problem. I, yeah, I, I said I, I got. We still got room in in on the Kaminsky method. I don't know. You could give. I've never seen Paul Reiser on the thing. You could give Paul a good run for his money. Okay, good. I'll I'll take him out. But at the meantime, I'll just uh, enjoy watching him uh, coming up on Friday with the the latest season. Michael, thanks for the time. I always appreciate you giving me some time. Big fan of, Thanks, uh, of your work, especially this show. And let's do this again after the Jets win the Super Bowl right. this year. How's okay. that sound? I love it. Have a great week. You Good too. Season. That's Michael Thanks, Douglas here on the Rich Eisen Show. Check out the Kaminsky Method coming back on Netflix this Friday. 
Oh, gosh. Can't get enough of him. You love falling down, right? That's your favorite. Oh, you love that one? I don't know if it's one, my favorite, but it's definitely one of my favorites. And when he was in studio, I was telling you guys leading up to that day how right. much I liked it. And he mentioned it. And I kind of lost my mind. A What's little your bit. favorite one? Uh, easily Wall Street. Well, I mean, I guess, right? Yeah. It's just... But I'm also a big Romancing the Stone fan, too, and Joe of the Nile. The, the, uh, the game. Was, Loki, in a great, way, was low, a great one. Low That's key, a low-key one, low right? Low-key one. That gets slept on. The, the game, game is awesome. Him and the game is truly... That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. It's up there. And the same one that you don't... You know, for, for De Niro, you don't hear Ronan for De Niro. Right. Do you ever see Ronan? You ever see that? Long time ago. It's so good. You should go revisit that. But see the Manchurian Candidate first. Finish that up because it's the same director. I still have half of it. You know, if you want to pay John Frankenheimer some homage, why don't you see the rest of his classic before you go visit the other one? That's fair. No, I think thank you. I appreciate you saying that's, that's fair. fair. Um, you know what's apparently fair? Everything when it comes to Kepka and DeChambeau and Phil and Tom Brady and and Aaron Rodgers. Phil Mickelson is now chiming. This Twitter, I mean. Let's take a break. And yeah, put, I mean, just, oh my gosh! What, what Phil today? just tweeted at Kepka, who tweeted it at 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 Aaron Rodgers subtweeting Deshambo. It's off the charts. It is off the charts. <laughs> That's awesome. But we'll try to chart it when we come back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. The Oscar-winning actress who played Mona Lisa Vito herself, Marissa Tomei, phoning into the Rich Eisen Show. Are you there, Marissa? Hey. How are you doing, Marissa? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? I'm fine. So you just get dropped into the middle of the biggest sports story of the year. <laughs> What's this been like for you, Marissa? Uh, I, I get a kick out of it. So, so basically, your phone blows up saying you have no. That guess what? Bill Belichick just dropped Mona Lisa Vito in a press conference. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to catch up on what was going on and the whole uh, balls gate or yes. the plate gate. <laughs> By the way, that should be the name. Balls gate is a great name of this whole thing. I'm on the phone. Jesse and I texted about it. We thought it was. We thought it was pretty funny. We, I, we both got a kick out of it. Joe Pesci texted you about this? Well, yeah, I texted him. He texted me. You know, we sent requisite emojis. <laughs> <laughs> what Joe Pesci emojis? Is that that? that it might was, be you the, know, the cute one, the kiss, the blowing the kiss. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that might be the biggest breaking news of this whole thing is the Joe Pesci emojis. <laughs> so, Marissa, seeing Bill Belichick play physics professor, can you can you, I guess, 
uh, critique his performance as a physics professor? Was it believable in your estimation? <laughs> I thought it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty darn believable. I thought he, I thought he underrated himself, didn't you? I thought he went above and beyond. <laughs> well, I've, I've never heard of a football coach dropping physics knowledge like that. He would kick my ass in a physics test right now. I could tell you that. You know. I thought he could have maybe he could have maybe done it with the accent though. Like if there's activity in the ball relative to the rubbing process. <laughs> yes, you know he was talking about the Pretty football. Funny. Right, exactly. So, I love him. So I love him. So let me <laughs> ask you this final question, Marissa. Yeah. Knowing this character, Mona Lisa Vito, as well as you do, clearly, you want an Oscar for this performance. You know this character inside and out. Do you think Mona Lisa Vito could? Acquit Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Get them out of this mess the same way she did Vinny's cousin. That's a lot of pressure on on Mona Lisa. Yeah, do you think she could do that? I, I think she'd want she'd want to because you know who doesn't who doesn't love him. But um, hmm, I don't know. Ultimately, maybe you know she's a New Yorker. Yeah. So uh, she's a Jet fan. <laughs> so. So Mona Lisa Vito would leave Belichick hanging? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. It depends how many other other cases are in the queue, perhaps. (laughs) But he was definitely, you know, dead on balls accurate, as as she would say. As she would say. Fun stuff. Thanks again. Uh, The first guest we ever had on our Super Bowl show was Marissa Tomei. Go figure. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the show. Uh, George Kittle, Graham Rahal, Greg Cosell, and Michael Douglas here on a show that we've just been, um, you know, it, it, it's one of the many reasons why we love doing this program is when we woke up today, we had no idea there was an announcement coming for the latest, you know, match play competition set up um, amongst two NFL stars and two uh, or two big time sports stars and two players on the tour and Mickelson and Brady teaming up to take on Rogers and DeChambeau uh, announced by the PGA tour and also by, you know, capital one and also uh, Turner is going to have it on July 6th in Montana. And, you know, let's be honest. This was uh, last year at this time, this match between Brady and, uh, Tom Brady and and Peyton Manning and Tiger and Phil was it right around this time? It was it was one like of the was right great moments time. of the pandemic, was, right? Yeah. Was it was? I'm not totally out of my mind, right? Like that was during the pandemic when we were wondering, oh yeah, if they would still do this, right? June wasn't that what it was? Yeah, I'm trying to find and that it was uh, the exact date on this, and it was just glorious in the fact that. Tiger and yeah, it was May twenty fourth. May tw- so yep. it was almost the one year anniversary, just right around now. Yeah, the other day. Yep. Yeah, I remember sitting at home and my phone blowing up because uh, you know I tweeted at um, at the broadcast saying how great this was seeing just a you know a list name players put their A game out there. It was there, it was just fun watching them play, and it was fun watching. Tom Brady scuffle and and then come back and then it just watched the crap yeah. that they were giving each other. And it was pouring down rain and, and I remember really fun. And, yeah. and I remember tweeting about it and you know people were blowing me up because they put my tweet on screen and Barkley referred to me as Mr. Schuster, right? Yep. <laughs> that was great. Charles, thank you. Um but it was just great watching the crap that they were giving each other. And when we had Peyton Manning call in and he said that they were they had said that that Tiger was going to go back and get 
because this was on his home course, right? He was going to go get trophies out of the case just to mess with Phil or something <laughs> like that? Yeah. So here I was when we come on the air and we're like, wow, that's incredible. And prior to the show, you guys were like, yeah, but is Aaron going to be a Packer at the time? I'm like, Absolutely, he's going to be a Packer. And as a matter of fact, you better get used to hearing a bunch of crap because I'm assuming they're going to give him as much crap as Brady got for not playing very well or Peyton Manning was getting for whatever and Phil was getting and Tiger was giving. And little did I know that Brady was going to come right at Aaron yeah. Rodgers right out of the gate telling DeShambo to get used to laying up because we know Aaron Rodgers isn't going for it. <laughs> and who knew that heaping teaspoon of too soon was going to be, to use a Jeff Garland phrase, a big bowl of too soon. Because <laughs> then Brady started tweeting out memes and Instagramming out stuff as well. And the meme he was using was to try and give some fire to DeShambo. It's the, it's the meme that he was using is Kepka closing his eyes in that piece of video that's since disappeared from Twitter because it's I on. guess this was an outtake from a local TV station that got out of Kepka not just can't stand DeShambo even just clomping behind him. He just can't even stand the guy being near him. So Brady tweets out this meme. And he puts Bryson happy to be here, which Bryson should be because, I mean, there's Brady. Yeah. There's Phil. <laughs> exactly. There's Rogers. He's just happy to be here. <laughs> and then Kepka reacting adversely to DeShambo being in his presence. He puts the words, Aaron realizing he has to spend the whole day with Bryson. <laughs> That's just unbelievable. And then even worse, he goes back into the well of the NFC Championship game, putting the words over DeShambo walking behind Kepka. The Packers kicking a field goal down seven, and Kepka, he just puts in front of him Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Man. And then on Instagram, he puts the, as his photograph, the, the picture, he posts the, the, the poster. The poster that, that got yeah. tweeted out, the graphic of all four of them, and the information. And the Instagram copy is like, Two champions versus a scientist and a Jeopardy host. Mennery likes it. <laughs> Mennery's in. Schefter put that one out there, which means if it's off his Instagram, he follows Bob Mennery. Any hearted, hearted it. He right? So, it. I mean, he, uh, and so I guess Kepka's caught wind of all this, and he sends out a tweet that just says, Sorry, bro, at Aaron Rodgers, to which Mickelson responds, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the middle of something and should step aside parentheses, except they want the current PGA champ. As we all know, he was paired with Kepka in the final round and beat him. Who's a two-time champ? Right. <laughs> a whole big ball of too soon. And the neat thing is, this isn't like, what? I forget which. Is it Jake Paul? Is it Logan Paul? Which one is the I one? Don't, don't uh, it's both of them. No, I know that. But which one is the one that's with the... Uh, well, who's Logan is fighting Floyd Mayweather. Right, that one. Where, yeah. like, let's get them together and he'll steal his hat. And then people yeah. will start talking about it. Right, no, no, no. This looks like generated of just like... Tom's just like, happened. Tom just woke up today saying, I'm feeling a bit frisky. 
Tom woke up and chose violence he, today, Rich. Yeah. That's what he did. Tom Brady woke up and said, today I choose violence. Like Schefter said, ruthless. <laughs> it's just like, he's like, okay, let's mix this up a little bit right out of the gate. Unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, it was about probably 4 a.m. Hawaii yeah. time. He sleeping. probably woke up and he's like, he turns his phone on or whatever. Like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> and there really is no response. It's got to be, thank you, may I have another, even from someone like Aaron Rodgers. But you know he's smart and savvy enough to figure something well, he's gonna out. He's going to have something. It's, uh, it's he's something he's got to respond. What's DeShambo? DeShambo's quiet, right? Is it? Has he said anything? DeShambo just posted, uh, you know, happy to be involved in this. He is happy to be here. Yeah. That was hours ago. And Kepka is Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, God, I'm going to have this guy. Rodgers hasn't tweeted since April 20th. Yeah, so he's going to. Rodgers hasn't tweeted in over a month. Uh huh. Oh, Hold on. Let, me man. Che- let me check this Shambo again. Natural yeah. and generated by Brady. Like, let's just mix it up. And Phil's like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, Phil's in. Phil's showing up on on social media with the shades and the thumbs up. Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> Phil's been you? responding to everybody this week. Why wouldn't you? No, yeah, he's feeling it though. Why not? Also, Rich, I put all of those together, and they're all on our Instagram story. So if no okay. one has looked at Twitter, just go to our story. And we're following. It's all there. It's so much fun. It's, it's a big so whole fun. heaping By the way, can boatload we, can of too soon. we play this soon. like this weekend? Why do we got to wait till July? July 6th is good. I mean, there's got to be a lot more to come. And I'm telling you, whatever happens between now and July 6th with Rodgers is going to be all on live microphone. All of it. Barkley, if he's going to be part of this broadcast, I assume it's going to be all in. And Samuel Jackson, I'm sure, is going to be there. All in. Spike Lee. All. All the Capital One guys. In. All in. And Phil and Tom, I mean, what if Phil's coming off the U.S. Open? He completes the career Grand Slam just in time to show up in Montana with his shades on and his George Hamilton tan and, you know, no gut. He's on the... He's on the PM50 system. PM50. PM you know? He'll be 51 he's coming by up then, with, right? Will he be 51 by then? When's his birthday? It's coming up. Tell me it's July 6th. It's June 16th. All right, so he'll be 51. He'll be, 51. He'll be on the PM51 system. Showing up. Thumbs up to everybody. Literally, you have a pulse? You have a pulse? I love you. Pew, 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 pew. Here we go. I got my shades on. Just, it's dusk. What does it matter? Got my shades on. How are you? I'm Phil. How you doing? How you doing? How your mama doing? How your daddy doing? I'm wearing orange and my sweater's too big for me, but I still grabbed it today because I'm feeling good. Brockman, what did you say about Rich's sweater before we went on air? Oh, I mean, it's uh, the, the Nantucket collection. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Straight from Albert yeah, Breer's closet. I mean, I mean, you got. I mean, you're ready I to go. My sweat khakis. You want to go? Rich? No, I look like I look like uh, Harbs, right? <laughs> in my khakis. I'm going on a boat, Rich. You can fit right in. Right. It's easy to grin. Have you named it yet? I don't have the new one yet. When's the new one coming? But you've you've got an old June. unnamed boat, huh? Yeah, it's, it's for sale right now. It's not, <laughs> I'm not naming it. Who's on tomorrow's show? I don't even know. <laughs> I want to promote it, right? Tomorrow, Rich, we tomorrow have... is Ty Burrell. Oh yes, yes. And our buddy Michael Smith. Michael Smith. We'll add some more fun and frolic and as us. well, right? And we'll and we'll talk some more about all this tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, to shamble, we got to you know. Oh, by the way, do you have the one that game, NFL Game Day chimed in? Oh, this is great. Have that? Here you go. We had to, Rich Eisen, and it's the same meme that Brady's been putting out there. 
And over DeChambeau is Irv picking the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and over a disturbed, disdainful uh, Brooks Kepka, Rich just trying to get through the show. <laughs> well, that should be Irv picking against whoever's the worst team in the league as his lock of the week. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Let's that, get that out there. Nothing infuriates you more than that. Like, mm-hmm. Come on. By the way, I'm trying to get through the show with you picking the Cowboys, too. What am I supposed to do? That's just you clomping past. What am I supposed <laughs> to do? It's Cowboy Nation just clomping past me. I got oh, that a-hole. <laughs> Did he call me an a-hole? No. Knicks win tonight? <sighs> Let's go yeah, Sixers. Yeah, I think they win tonight. Yeah. Your Sixers win tonight, too. And beat 40. All right. Book it. Here we go, everybody. Thanks for taking in this Wednesday show. We're back to take you to Brother from Another on Peacock in a moment.